Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the Tottenham Depot, this new endeavor, this new podcast, talking all things Tottenham Hotspur. I am your host, Andrew, joined by three of my very best friends. Uh, you may have heard some of us, some of our voices on a previous podcast called Podspur. This is our new endeavor here, and we are here to talk Tottenham with you. Uh, let's start out by going up to the Pacific Northwest. I will introduce my friend, Scott. Scott, how are you? Good, man. Glad to be here. Um, glad to watch Tottenham play yesterday. Can't complain. Good, good, good. Let's uh, let's head down the coast to San Diego. My friend Todd is down there. Todd, how's it going? What's going on, guys? Any day that uh, you get to watch Tottenham Hotspur play football is a good day. That's all I'm saying. It is, and we did get get that experience. Uh, well, some of us did. Some of us tried to watch the replay, and for some reason, it started in the 75th minute, and we <laughs> only got to watch the final 15 minutes of the game. But whatever. That that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, also joining us on this endeavor is our good friend Dakota from out in Tennessee. Dakota, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Uh, this is going to be a really good experience because I got to watch the good parts of the game and you got to watch the bad parts of the game. So we'll get to kind of team up and give everybody the full experience. <laughs> yeah, by the time I got there, it was already 1-1. So I really just and saw a bunch subbed of everybody players. off. Exactly. I, I saw a bunch of youth players with no numbers on, or names on their backs uh, running around and... Uh, looking very uh, young and, and, and spry. So uh, that's about all I saw. Uh, today is July 18th. It is uh, about, what is it, about 2.15 in the afternoon Eastern time for, for some context. So if any transfer news breaks or anything while we're recording this, that's, you know, that's the context for, 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 for timestamping purposes. But, um, you know, it just new endeavor for us, new podcast. Uh, Scott's a member up at Seattle Spurs. Actually, I'm sorry, is the chair of Seattle Spurs. I know. Um, Todd is, is out there in San Diego, uh, Dakota, Johnson City, correct? And I'm, yes, I'm out here in Arizona, a member of Arizona Spurs. We all, um, you know, kind of met previously on, on the old podcast and, and have, you know, become friends and, and wanted to, to start this new endeavor and, and, and do this new podcast after the old one ended um, just to kind of keep our loves of Spurs going and, um, and continue to talk Spurs. So that's what we enjoy doing. And we, we are glad that you're here and, and along for the ride and, and, you know, making this, this new start. And part of the cool thing about this is that Spurs are making a new start with a new manager. And it's something that, you know, deserves to be talked about. We got to see Nuno Espirito Santos first, match in charge of Tottenham Hotspur yesterday against Leighton Orient in the 1-1 draw. Um, before we really get into the, the friendly and, and the game itself, let's talk about Nuno in general and what our feelings are. Nuno in, in charge of this club. Scott, when you first heard Nuno was the man, I know you were you were pretty excited by this, weren't you? I was, yeah. Um, Nuno's a guy that I would have taken way back at the beginning of this fucking circus that, that this the whole deal became, right? Um I think he I, – I, I don't want to come out and say he's going to necessarily play the attacking football that, that we're craving for, and I think he will, but I'm not I, – I think my point is what was attractive about him to me was that he's always just been extremely flexible with working with what is at his disposal. Um, and it's very important. Like, you have those, – those are the managers that you want to invest some – like a project or something long-term in, right, somebody who can adapt. And so I, I think – as, as I'm just going to say it as rough of, as our squad is in some places, we're going to have to have, you know, somebody who's, a, who's flexible and adaptable. So it made a lot of sense. And also I think this guy gets a lot out of 
out of his players that can exploit wide areas. And I think that's going to allow us to play the expansive football in a way that's going to protect the back, but also keep the fans happy. Like I, this is not a dig at the fans, right? But Tottenham fans are very hard to please sometimes. And it gets a little silly. Uh, and I think Nuno is going to be able to, to bridge that gap pretty well by protecting the back, but also playing that expansive style of football. I think of guys like Lucas. I think of guys like Reggie, Sessegnon, um, maybe even a Matt Doherty, who's played very well under him in past, right? I, I think he was exactly what we needed to get what we needed to get out of this squad. So I'm excited. Um, bit of a rant there, but um, just really excited to see what Nuno's going to do, and we'll know within a couple weeks or whatever. Todd, I know you were also very optimistic when Nuno came on board. At least I'll say you were more optimistic than me, which is not hard to do because part of, <laughs> part of, the, part of the reason is because this this thing was just strung out so long throughout the summer and throughout the Euros and 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 you know everything international football happening through the summer. But but what 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 are your vibes for for this hire for 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 Nuno to be the man to to lead Tottenham? Well, look. I... <laughs> If you were to ask me at the beginning of the summer what I want Nuno Espirito Santo as uh, as our our manager going into the next season, I'd say no, um, because we still had the opportunity to get guys like Antonio Conte and you know some other names that were out there that I thought might be a better fit for winning. If if we're being honest, because the one thing that we've been missing as Tottenham fans is winning, and so that was something that I was really hoping that we were going to address. Um, however. Uh, <laughs> Like, like many things, it, when it comes to being a Tottenham fan, uh, I've learned that it's about being happy with what you have and being appreciative uh, of the efforts that the club is putting in. Uh, and that said, um, I think that given the fact that we thumbed our ass all summer, coming out with Nuno Espirito Santo instead of fucking Graham Potter or Ryan Mason as our manager for this year is a huge win for this club. You got somebody who's come out in every single presser and said all of the right things. We're going to go back to the Tottenham way of doing things. We're going to play expansive and exciting football. We're going to make our fans proud of us. It's all the shit that the last guy didn't say, and it's all the things that the last guy didn't stand for. Uh, and that's something that as Tottenham fans, we can uh, – it will galvanize a fan base. The other thing that I want to, uh, to talk about is the actual football. And I really like the way that Nuno plays football. I think that he's overachieved with every team that he's ever had at Wolves. And I think that if it weren't for the lack of depth that they had when they made that European run, they would have made some noise in the Europa League and had a decent chance of securing top four. But they just ran out of gas at the finish line, and I think that was two years ago. Um, when you look at what Nuno brings to this team with the personnel that we have in place, Nuno is known for two things. One, wide attacking and being able to put quality balls into the box for excellent finishers when you have them. The other thing that he's known for is being able to bring uh, youth players through and assimilate them into a squad in not only an effective way, but in a productive way. And that's really what we're looking for out of our youth squad, is being able to see them interjected into a Tottenham first team in a way that isn't just eating up minutes in fucking Zagreb. Yeah, you know? no, that's that, all, all of that is, is taken. I also just want to state for the record, I did not make an edict that you had to say the previous guy or the other guy. We can say Jose Mourinho's name on this podcast. There's no problem with that. As much as I would like to make that kind of an edict, you're allowed to say it. You don't have to refer to him, you know, like if you call him Voldemort, whatever, fine. Call him whatever you want, but like that's fine. I call him the guy that took us to a cup final and then we fired him six days prior, but that's a different conversation for a different day. <clears throat> A fresh start we're making here <laughs> at the Tottenham Depot, uh, Dakota. What are your um, What are your feelings on Nuno? I I, I think uh, we're we're starting to get everyone's vibe here, and I feel like I'm in the minority. <laughs> uh, you definitely are in the minority, Andrew. Uh, I was in the same boat with with Scott and Todd when Nuno came on. Uh, optimistic. I wouldn't necessarily say excited, but optimistic for sure. Uh, came took over. Wolves, when they were in the championship, his very first year, they won the, won the league by nine points, back-to-back seventh-place finishes in the Premier League, and then tenth-place finish last season, which uh, is kind of impressive when you lose your main goal scorer and your star player uh, before the halfway point of the season in Raul Jimenez. So I'm really excited. Uh, I was interested in what I saw yesterday because – looking at the the lineup sheet before the game started, I was like, okay, typical 
Nuno, what we expect, he's going to come out in the back three, and I don't really know what that midfield is going to look like, but I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was not what we saw yesterday at all. So um, I think that's a testament to what Scott said. He's adaptable to not only the players that he has, but the the tactics that he has in his locker as well to come out and to try some new things and to see what happens and see what sticks. And I think that's really important for a guy coming in um, to a new role where he, you know, he has an idea of, of the first team players for the most part, because he's played against them for the last three years. And, but like Todd mentioned, we've got a really strong crop of youth coming through and I'm excited to see what Nuno gets to do with him. And we saw a lot of them yesterday. And I think the ones that started, uh, started for a reason. And I think the ones that came off the bench came off the bench for a reason. Mm. Well, before we get too deep into the friendly, I do want to address. So, so Todd mentioned he's saying all the right things, speaking of Nuno in the press conference. And I agree with that. Uh, And, and, and I, I don't want to make it seem like I am super down on Nuno coming in. I think I'm super down on the way that the hiring of Nuno went down over the summer because everything was very drawn out. Everything was very, um, Daniel Levy. Yes. Daniel Levy. That's the perfect way to describe it. It was very Levy esque and it was very frustrating to watch over the summer because as he mentioned, there were other names. You brought up Antonio Conte. I'll bring up one Mauricio Pochettino. Like there were other names that I think this don't do that. that. I, I, I think there's other names. They gave him Donnarumma and fucking Sergio Ramos. Why would he ever come home? Not now. I I hear you, but he apparently wanted to. Why did we fire Podge? Let's let's talk that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) A fresh start is the name of this episode, and that Uh, is what we were trying to have, and we're finding it difficult as Spurs fans. But 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 to your point about him saying everything right, I do think he's saying everything right, and I think that that's even at times to a detriment because there was something he said on Friday in the pre-match press conference, speaking about transfers and speaking about try to imp- trying to improve this team and saying how hard it's going to be to improve this team um, based on the players that are already here because they're so good. Well, if they're so good, how did they play so poorly last year and, and, and not even get, you know, I guess they did technically get into Europe, but only on a technicality. And they went to a fucking I mean, cup final and they were top of the league for a month. What are we saying? Anyway, well, I, those kinds of comments, though, sound like they are Nuno with a hand up his butt as a puppet, for, and 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 Daniel Levy is is the you know the hand. Like that's what it feels like to me. So Dakota, go ahead. I, I think this is leadership one hundred and one from Nuno. Uh, I think this is textbook on how you enter in a situation where you know that turnover needs to happen. Uh, and you don't want to cause an uproar, an uproar uh, in your first few weeks on the job. Uh, you don't we need an uproar? It, don't, isn't on, that what no, we need, though? No, no, because people like us are doing it plenty on the internets, and <laughs> Nuno Daniel does not need to do it. Uproar, even if there is an uproar, Daniel's not going to listen to anybody and sell based There's, off of an yes. uproar. Yeah. So uh, there's you you praise in public and you criticize in private. And there's no doubt in my mind that that is what's happening at Hotspur Way. Everyone knows that Serge Aurier wants out. Musa Sissoko wants out. It's time for Eric Lamella to move on. If a good offer for Harry Winks comes in, he's gone. Maybe Eric Dyer Dyer captained the side yesterday, which is kind of giving me second thoughts, and I really don't like that. But hopefully he gets moved on. So. Yeah, so we're you know those things are common knowledge in the facility, and there's no doubt in my mind about it. But if Nuno comes out and says that, th- he's lost his team from the jump. And yeah. Nuno Nuno is too smart to do that, as we have seen. And that's I've been so impressed with every you know media obligation that Nuno has had so far because he's not only said the right things but it's the way in which he has said them and you know he's been asked about transfers multiple times and every single time he's been asked to speak and he's given the same consistent answer over and over Mm -hmm. again and i think that can go a really long way with the the people who are going to stay so i think it's just it's textbook leadership 101 is what we're seeing from from nuno in these early days well go ahead 
No, I just I think the thing with Nuno too, and I'll try to tie it back to what we were just talking about a second ago. He he is very intelligent, like Dakota was saying, and I think I mean I've never met the guy, right? I'm deducing this from 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 my understanding of him, but I I do I look at I look at a guy like Mourinho, right? That he manages in between players' ears, like that's how he's been very successful. He's very much like the, the like a, a mentality manager, right? Poch was a motivator, like to the core, very good at it. Nuno is like a true tactician. And I think he, what's interesting about Nuno, and this is me, I'm kind of pulling this out of my ass, but I think there's something to it. Like when you spend your career as a backup goalkeeper, like what better place to actually like learn and study the game, right? He never, he didn't really play at all. He was a backup keeper his entire career and he probably just soaked in the game, right? And it's not that strange that somebody who's, a backup keeper at a high profile club for a lot of their career ends up a very successful tactician manager, et cetera. So um, I just think he knows the game very well, probably better than any manager we've had at Spurs in a very long time, actually. And um, we just, we gotta, we gotta give him some time and I'm not talking about like, you know, give him time as fans, but I just think we're going to need to let him settle in, figure some things out. And I think he can do a lot with this squad um, to Todd's point. I don't, yes. We need to get, we need to shift a lot of players off, but I I think we have a better squad than we like to think, and I think Nuno can can get can get something out of them that managers in the past weren't able to. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk transfers shortly, and we're even gonna play a little game uh, toward the end of the show as well. But before we do that, let's talk about this friendly yesterday because I know Dakota watched the whole thing. Um, like I mentioned before, I, I watched a little bit of it toward the, toward the end for, for what Spurs TV wanted to show me on, you know, uh, after the match. Um, but what did, what did we make of what we saw? We saw a goal from Dane Scarlett uh, about, what was it, about 30 minutes in um, on a nice pass from Lucas and a bunch of youth players. I mean, Dakota, give us the, the lowdown because I know you sat and actually watched this thing Um you know, I, I don't know if the other guys watched the whole thing from from start to finish, but I know you did. So, what did what what were your main takeaways from from this first friendly and the first look at, at Nuno as the manager? Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I got I got to watch, watch the first like fifty minutes, um, which is all that I really cared about seeing because sure. what was it fourteen minutes later? Everybody came off, and then it seemed like the quality severely dipped. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I, I was expecting a back three with uh, Eric Dider, Eric Dyer, Cameron Carter Vickers, and Maxim uh, Pascozzi in there because he's everything that I've read about him or know about him is that he's a center back. Um, I figured Niall John was playing out of position on the right hand side as like a wing back, and then Callum Cisse over on the left hand side. Um, but that's not really that's not what happened. It was a four four three three four two three one. However, you kind of want to want to work that with Pescozzi playing right back, which I was really impressed with uh, with him in that position. He was several times the furthest player forward uh, for us from right back position. So um, mm-hmm. that was really really interesting, and um, I I think you know if he keeps this up and puts in those same performances in these next, uh, next couple of friendlies. I would not be surprised if he's, if he starts the season uh, kind of on the bench or in the, in the 19, um, because I think he's, he, he is really promising. So I mm-hmm. think ultimately a loan deal to like the championship would be great for him. Uh, same with Niall John. Niall John was absolutely incredible yesterday he he ran the midfield uh essentially and it was is great obviously some things he could do could do better uh he tended to get a little bit too far forward at times and that's when we saw delhi kind of dropping back to cover cover for him uh to receive the ball from the center backs and um i think a championship loan deal would be great for him this season too unless we struggle or fail to bring in another midfielder, in which case he might be forced to be part of that rotation. Um, if Musa Sissoko leaves, uh, which would not be ideal. It would not be great. Um, and then the main boy, Dane Scarlett getting his first goal, uh, of the season and what a well-taken goal. Uh, Harry Winks didn't play great yesterday, but, 
he had a wonderful turn and fed the ball to Lucas, who had a great one first time pass to Dana Scarlett, who was on the shoulder of the center back. And then what a cool finish uh, on his weaker foot into the far corner. Uh, so I, you know, I think a, a loan deal would be great for him, but if he's going to be putting away finishes like that regularly, I don't know how we let that guy play for another team this season. So, so pick, uh, really, really, yeah, really pleased with first half. Um, I think, you know, went downhill after that, but first half was really, really great from my perspective. And the best part is it doesn't count. So it doesn't really matter. And it doesn't <laughs> count. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And you know, all those caveats. Todd, jump but, yeah. in. Yeah, no worries. So, so just a, a, a one quick point on the game. Um, Dane Scarlett goes nowhere. Troy Parrott gets a loan deal again. Mm-hmm. Dane Scarlett goes absolutely nowhere. We don't have enough depth at that position. Rather keep him at Hotspur away, and uh, especially because Nuno's talking about potentially running two strikers. So, I, I mean, if that's the way that we're going to do things, why not have that guy go play conference league games in Europe on Thursdays? Yeah. Yep. At, at age seventeen. Well, I mean, Niall John's eighteen. We're talking about a championship loan. Thanks for things. Yeah. No, hey, I man, know. It's- Crazy. There was a guy named Wayne Rooney who everyone said was too young to start at 17 and fucking ba- started banging in goals that season. So I'm I'm like I'm kind of joking, but I'm also not like play Dane Scarlett. Why the fuck not, man? He looked amazing yeah. yesterday. And and I, I said I had nothing on the game, but I have to say this. That ball from Lucas. Holy it shit. Tiny. God, it was tiny. Do, do it was not tiny. sell Lucas for fucking. Yeah. Please do not fucking sell Lucas. Holy shit. We're, we're, we're going to, we're going to play the game. We're going to play the game. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm grabbing the reins here and pulling you all do back. Lucas for me. Do me for you. Yeah, call call on do, me. Do me. Do me. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk transfers in general first, and then we'll get to the game because I know everybody wants to play the game. This window, obviously nothing has happened so far for Spurs. No, no wins, no outs. Not Crickets, surprising. Not surprising. I mean, Euros, Copa America, all that. Which is, which is, which is uh, not surprising. We say because it's Spurs, but also not surprising because there were the Euros, there was the Copa. You know, our guy who's the, in charge of signings has been on the job for eighteen days. Right. I mean, this it takes a little bit of time. There have been plenty of rumors, and I mean plenty of rumors, but there <laughs> always are. And for those who don't know my stance on transfers, once the guy's holding the shirt, then I'll believe it. Then I'll get excited about it. Until then, it's all just rumors. Um, I know you guys, and I and I appreciate that you guys are all a little different. You guys like to talk about these rumors and like to talk about the potentials because it gets me involved in it as well. But what is, I guess, I guess the way to frame this is, what's the one move that has been rumored that you're most excited about? And I just want you to pick one. Scott, go ahead. You go first. You're gonna ask me that question again. Sorry. What's the one move? This is this is this is what we get with Scott. He's looking at his phone and not listening yeah. while on a podcast. What's the one move that has been rumored that you're most excited about potentially happening? Mm, that's a damn good question. I mean, it was Kunde, but that's dead. Um, well, you say it's dead. It's not dead. But nothing think, is dead. I mean, it's probably dead, but but it, is. it may still have a, a slight heartbeat. If I'm wrong, and that, and that can and that can be your answer, by the way. No, honestly, um, I was, uh, probably Hassan Moar. I don't know how to say his name, but and he's just a flair guy, and I he's exciting to watch play, and he's not what we need necessarily, but that he excites me, so I'm gonna say him. Um, but we fucking need center backs too, so I want to say everyone. Kunde, Takahiro, etc. Dakota, what about you? What's the the one guy you're most excited about? And you're not allowed to say Paulo Dybala because I haven't seen that well name rumored this year. I was gonna ask if that was this season or if I just automatically assume we're linked to him always. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little put put my American bias in here and say Weston McKinney. There was a rumor about Weston McKinney. Which there I was a rumor was, about Weston McKinney. Was preposterous. Yeah. Well, it's uh, not as preposterous as hearing, you know, that we're going to sell friggin' uh, Mdombele back for <laughs> OR straight across. Right, I mean, right. the shit that gets when, reported on football is ridiculous. Go ahead, Dakota. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that makes no sense. Leon's trying to sell all OR for half of what they want because they're so much in financial trouble and they're going to take on a 200000 of week 
pay? No, they're not. Mm. So, um, yeah, I would say Weston McKinney because it would be fun. And yeah. he's, so, he's so versatile. He can play literally anywhere. Uh, he can play that eight um, role. He could play a six if we need to. If we're if we're in just injury shambles, plug the guy in a center back. He could do it. Right. Um, at, yeah. at, at Schalke, the last year he was at Schalke, he played every single position on the pitch except for goalkeeper at some point in the season. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he wasn't good at all of them, but he can right. do it is the point. So <laughs> he can get the job done. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think, you know, I think he's, right? I think he's a, I think he's a little small to play center back in the Premier League, but I, right. I could see him but doing if a we're job. In a pinch, if we're in yeah. a pinch, you know. Well, plus um, just thinking th- about him in a pivot with Hoybier or Skippy, oh, right, right, totally. see, And I think, you know, his versatility, his his performances at the top level, playing for Juve and the Champions League and in Syria um, have been great. And, you know, thinking about keeping Daniel Levy, Daniel Levy's uh, kind of ways in mind, signing an American the year before the World Cup in the midst of our golden generation so far would just right. – you, you could not print enough money well, to mm-hmm. sell the Weston McKinney jerseys in the United States. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And let's just keep in mind the fact that the only time that that Weston McKinney uh, rumor uh, surfaced was directly after the U.S. won the the Nations League. And, and it totally simply fine capitalized it. on the hype. And he and played really fucking well. The, the, the same thing with after the I Gold did. Cup. Yeah. After, after the Gold Cup squad got announced, uh, we were linked with uh, Matthew Hoppe. Mm-hmm. Or however you probably yeah. say his name. To, to Dakota's point, though, about jerseys, I mean, think about the the number of Chelsea kits with the name Pulisic on the back that sell in the United States. Everywhere. Totally. Everywhere. Well, I'm waiting for Gio Reyna to come to Hotspur Way. That's a different conversation. Hey, oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Dude, oh, yeah. if, we're just talking oh, about, if we're just talking about jersey sales and finance. By the way, that is one of the things I wanted to talk about real, just briefly. As part of this podcast going forward, we are going to have – some talk about the business side of Tottenham Hotspur. It's not all going to be the on the field stuff. Um, that is something that I know interests a lot of you, the listeners. So it is something that we will dive into when there is news and, 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 and when it's warranted to talk about, because look, this, you know, Enoch is a, is a hot topic and Enoch is um, something that, that needs to be talked about on, I think, I think a regular basis about what they're doing with the business side of this football club, in addition to what they're putting into it to, to make the product on the field better. And things like Jersey sales are, you know, not, not just a small part of that. They're a big part of that. So I think that's a really good point um, that you bring up. Todd, what about you in terms of like the one rumor that you're just ran, Okay. <laughs> Done. Move Done. on. Keep Dang. going. Wow. All right. Well, no, that's it. If you asked for the one rumor that if it were true, that I would want to happen, and let's solve our fucking center back problems with a four-time Champions League winner, please. Right. Todd is just—he's—he's he's gonna say Scott said seven people and used like two minutes of airspace, so I'll keep it nice and short for for the for the listener, right? But, uh, thank you, Todd. I appreciate it very sir. much. Anytime. Just hey, doing my part. And let me take a couple more minutes of your time, actually, here. And I, 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 I'll, I'll go back to McKinney for just a second. And I know we're talking transfers, but I'm very intrigued by – it looks like Nuno is going to use a sitter and then, like, a metronome. And and I thought he was going to use two sitters for sure. And I think wh- why why Tongi didn't work as well under Mourinho was he was trying to use two sitters, and that's not what Tongi is, right? So I'm really interested to see, like – if we have PEH and Skippy and then Tongi and Gio as our four midfielders under Nuno, it could get very interesting and we may actually be okay. But for God's sakes, I'll take McKinney. Like, please sign that man. Yep. Fair, fair enough. Um, Let's talk about more realistic ones. Um, it does sound like, and, and this is a guy Scott mentioned, um, Takahiro Tamayasu, the Japanese center back slash potentially right back. Um, who I believe is at, is he at Bologna? Is that yeah, where he is? Yeah, yeah Bologna. It's Spurs now, I think it sounds like. It, so. it looks more and more <laughs> like that one is going to, to be done. I mean, look, these things can always fall apart, but it looks like about 15 million euro um, for this player who, if Sir Jorier is departing, which is something we'll talk about, he could be the other option to Matt Doherty at right back and could also be a center back option. Um, is this a move that excites us? Is this a move that just seems standard? Is it a move that 
we're just ho hum on because for me i don't really know much about the player but from everything i've read he has talent he you know is young which i like i like younger players because this this squad is starting to get to a point Mm -hmm. where there's some good young players on it but there could be more and he's only 22 um how do we feel about about tamayasu potentially coming in he gets super good in in football manager which i know scott and i like that's all that we need to know so no, sign the guy find the uh, guy. yeah i do think i do think he'll be brought in as more of a right back that's what um alistair gold has been reporting uh which you know if we sell serge aurier and we go into the season with a kind of a competition between matt doherty uh tamayasu Jaffet Tanganga, um, and maybe even Pescozzi. I don't love that, but having four names instead of being stuck with one is something that I enjoy. Yeah. So um, I would love just an out-and-out first-team quality right back, but if that is the alternative, sure, yeah, I'll take that but we better be prepared to, to fix that in January if it's not working out well. Well, and, and I think one thing we have to remember here too, is I'm, we have a director of football who has had a very successful last decade. Right. And so if he's identifying this guy as the right fit and Nuno is, then I'm all for it. Right. Like we all know that a transfer fee is just that $15 million signing can turn out to be a stud Joe Rodon might be an example of that manifesting. Right. But I think, yeah. Yeah. Which we, we got to not right now, but we got to talk about that man, because I think he's going to be a staple in our back line this season. Um, Absolutely agree with that. Yeah. He's going to be fucking good this year for us, but, but yeah. So anyways, on Takahiro though, all for it. I've trust, I trust Paratisi. I love all these attacks. Can I go back to the question you asked me about the, 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 the link I'm most excited about? Lorenzo and Signe. I shat myself yesterday when I saw that link. And it's like, it's pretty strong, man. So, fuck Hasimuar. I had nothing to do with all the drinking. Lorenzo and Signe, baby. Let's fucking go. That guy's a little wizard. And if we can get him at, at, at Hotspur. The guy's a little wizard, but he's 5'6, bro. I really struggle with guys. Like, I, well, I mean, like, if if we want to think that we're going to catch lightning in a bottle and get the second coming of Mo Salah at Hotspur Way, that, that sounds great. I would love yeah. that, bro. I'd really love that. But my struggle with that is that all that does is it takes Kane out of the attacking picture that much more because he's legitimately playing the false nine and distributing. Like what I'm really looking for is somebody else we can put in the fucking box in a striker role, like a mm-hmm. Raul Menez, to where Kane can do what Kane does and they can play off of one another. Yeah. Think about yeah, how successful Kane horse. was when there was holdup play from Fernando Lorente. And that's fucking Fernando Lorente. Hey. It, it, I, I honestly think that if, if this link is real, right, and I agree with you 100%. I don't mean to just move on. It's spot on. I think Insigne <laughs> could actually be, like, deployed a little bit deeper. Like, he does receive the ball very well and almost play a, as a cam very well. Um, we saw that a lot in the Euros. So, I don't know. And, again, it's a Paratisi thing. So, if this guy can go for, for all, you know, lack of a better way of explaining it, get these guys who probably – would have no no interest in coming to Tottenham had he not been around the setup, right? Then I'm all for it. Um, there's there's something special happening in Italy, right? We never talked about the fact that you guys owe me a fuck yeah, you were right. Actually, Andrew gave me one. But I did. You. Fuck yeah, Scott, you were right. Scott, Scott called that Italy was going to win the Euros. I'm did just kidding. Into their teeth. But and there's a good, everybody about the head and shoulders with it for that entire. You know, it's funny. Too. It's funny though because <laughs> Scott Scott was all in on Italy and he still can't pronounce Paratici per, per, properly. So. Whatever, man. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you all know who I'm talking about. How did you say it? Paratici. No, no, no. Paratici. How did you say it? Paratici. 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 No. Whatever. You probably emphasize right. the rat. Matter. Emphasize the rat. Sorry, Fabio. Okay. Is that a switch name? <laughs> Just remember, emphasize the rat. Whatever, man. All right. Well, that guy. All right. He's I, doing like well, I think that's another. Up. That's that's actually where I wanted to go next. I wanted to talk about about Fabio Paratici because, kind of, we've seen his his transfer strategy be make deals with ten different positions at the same time, and if one of them works out, great. And I kind of like this. I think it's really stressful for for fans to watch happen through the press, but I like the idea of there are eight to ten players that we're going after for this one position. And one of them might work out. Yep. Because you got to you got to cast nets into the water if you're going to catch some fish. Is is my outlook on it? 
Um, and the more lines that are cast, um, the, the better chance he has of catching something in my mind. What are your guys' thoughts on this? Rather than what we've seen in the past, which in my opinion has been Daniel Levy get, starts to do something and then gets distracted by the business side of something and then there's no transfers made for three windows. N not particularly being detailed there about that or anything, just saying, for example, that could happen if something like that were to occur. <sighs> Goodness me. I, honestly, <laughs> they, well, I think Levy loves this. Like, Levy is going to love, like, getting into, like, bidding wars over numerous players for the same position. But I think what's different this time around is, like, I even look under under Potts, right? I don't – I think that those two both had major flaws when it came to, to making signings, Levy and Potts, right? They both did for sure. They – weird quirks, right? They just kind of manifested into these, like, three windows when we did nothing. Um, Hitchin has been involved in the setup, I guess, when Mourinho was there. But I think my point is, is for the first time, we have somebody telling our manager, this is who you need in order to deploy the football that you're telling you need to deploy. We're signing them. And that it's, we just needed it so badly. So my point is, I think, I think, Le I think Levy is going to be attracted to this model of actually getting into like, I don't want to say like a bidding war, but, just driving that, um, just driving the the the, the coverage of, of who we're in for and, and all these different players. And we saw it happen at Juventus really well. He also gets, seems to be really good at, at going after players who are either on freeze or super inexpensive that turn out like a Takahiro, hopefully potentially to do really well. So anyways, I'm just rambling, but my gut says Levy really likes this model and it's probably a big reason why we brought, brought this guy into the club. Todd, did you want to jump in on Parachi? It's fucking exhausting. It's fucking exhausting. <laughs> is what That's what is. I thought you were going to say. It's just, it's it's ridiculous Daniel Levy uh, business. I, I understand it, it from a, a purely uh, numbers-based perspective. Um, being, bringing in uh, the new director of football operations is something that's going, he wouldn't have signed on to this deal if Daniel didn't like what he had to say and how he did business previously, he dealt with him and trying to sign some guy named Paulo uh, beforehand. And so he's very familiar with the way that he does business and the way that he gets teams interested. So <clears throat> my biggest concern here though, is that none of the names that we were super excited about at the end of last season, the Sabitzers and uh, you know, the, um, the Dibalas and uh, you know the, the other folks that were going to come in and plug the holes, the, the Skriniars, uh, the, the, there has been no legitimate links to, to those guys, um, which makes me feel like we're just going back to the drawing board and really, really struggle with that because, yeah, uh, our new director of football operations has had a, an extremely successful last decade um, filling teams in Syria, and that's an entirely different kettle of fish than trying to plug a back line in the Premier League and get top four consistently. If you think that um, some Japanese guy from Bologna is going to come in and start week in and week out in the Premier League in his first season, I mean, that's, that's just fucking hogwash. It's not going to happen. And so I think we need to be prepared as a fan base to say, like we always do, we're buying for the future. And I think that I'm just getting sick and tired of buying for the future. Same. I hear you guys. I hear you guys. All right. We're going to get to our game. Uh, we are going to play a, a, a nice little game of sell, keep, loan. And, and as we do this, Andrew, I'm sorry. Just want to jump in real quick. As we do this, for the listeners that's out there right now, if you have theme music for this game, please send it in. <laughs> Hit us at Tottenham Depot on Twitter. Send in the theme music for this game. Oh, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, Some kind we'll of game play show music on the next podcast if they're good suggestions and let you guys pick which one you like the most too. dig that. So we're going to go around the room and we're also going to bring in our good friend Shuban, who has joined us on the podcast here from, from over in London. Shuban, welcome Shubes. in. Shuban's going to play buy or excuse, excuse me, sell, keep or loan with us. Uh, and we're just going to go down the list of players and you guys tell me sell, keep or loan. So we will go with, a big one first, and, and I'm doing this literally just numerically. I may skip over some people that are obvious, but the first one's a big one, and he's the captain, and he's the goalkeeper. He's the number one, Hugo Lloris. Scott, sell, loan, keep. Keep. 
Dakota, what do you got for Hugo Lloris? Keep. Todd, what about you, my friend? Keep, but replace. <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Keep, but replace? Uh-huh. You think Joe Hart's a suitable backup keeper in the fucking Premier League? What are we talking I about? I don't. Yes. Shuban, what do you got on Hugo Lloris? Shuban, is, is, is he a keep, sell, or loan? Sell. Shuban's out on Hugo Lloris. Okay. All right. He wants to replace Hugo Lloris. Uh, I am a keep Hugo Lloris. I think you let him play out to the end of his contract, uh, and he will walk away after that. Uh, Matt Doherty, the right back, number two, the Irishman. Scott. Keep. Dakota. Sell. Todd. Keep. Shuban. Keep. I am a reluctant keep on this one as well, only because <laughs> I think he can potentially do something under Nuno, who had it before. I think he just had a bad season last year, transferring to a new team. But we will see on that one. That one's a, a tough one. By the way, I think I don't think I reiterated this at the top of this game. This is what you would do, not what you think the team will do. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I think you guys knew that, but just to mm-hmm. make that clear, uh, Sergio Reguilon, Scott, totally keep forever. Dakota. Keep forever also. Todd. Also keeping forever. Shuban. Keep. I'm a keep as well, but my goodness, does he need to play better than he did in the final half of last season? Because he was horrific defensively, uh, and you cannot play a defensive position and be that bad defensively. Uh, Well, that or you have to at least show something else going forward other than, you know, just speed. Go ahead, Andrew. You could could replace... Uh, Sergio Regulon's name with the entire Tottenham Hotspur team in that sentence, and it's still be true. <laughs> My thought exactly. Like, That's the whole squad. Okay. That's a really They're good terrible. point. I thought you were going to say you could replace Sergio Regulon with a golden retriever and get the same kind of energy, which is also true. But you could. Uh, that's a good point. Not uh, not as good of crosses, but still. No, but it's equal good. equal it's well. I don't know. Did you see the Airbud soccer movie? Like, <laughs> uh, that's true, man. That's true. That's true. All right, number four, Toby Alderweireld, Scott, sell, Dakota, sell, Todd, reluctantly. So. No, mm-hmm. Oh, sell. I am also a sell. That is a five for five. I, that's our first, it might be our first consensus sell. And that's, right, that's kind of a tough one, right? That's a tough one because we all love Toby, but the age, the play declining, I think if we can make an improvement there, we would. Well, I just, uh, I just think that we see exactly how uh, the difference between Toby playing next to Jan and Toby not playing next to Jan week in and week out and what that yeah. makes on his ability on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. And they, I thought they had a pretty good Euros together for, for Absolutely. Obviously, obviously playing in a back three, a little different, but um, but still, I think I think you're right about that. Uh, okay, the next player is Pierre-Emil Hoivier. I think this is an easy one. Right, Scott? Oh, yeah. Keep keep him forever, too. Dakota? Yeah, keep what a performance uh, in the Euros. I will fight anybody who tries to sell that guy. Siobhan, yeah. you're not selling Pierre-Emil Hoivier, right? <laughs> Make him the captain. There we go. Oh, there you go. Right. I, I, I don't. I don't really hate that either. Yeah. What a performance by Pierre Hoybier in your in the Euros. Uh, he was. He made. He made the the team of the tournament. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he did. Uh, it, was, yep. it was extremely good. Yeah. Uh, this is. An, I think another one that's going to be pretty easy. Davison Sanchez. Scott. Sell him. He gave. He gave the peace sign as induces Dakota. Keep. Okay, Todd. Huh? Uh, yeah, bye, Davidson Sanchez. Shuban. Sell. Sell there. So, Dakota, you want to – I'm a sell on, on Davidson Sanchez. Do you want to – You have anything else you want to say on keeping Davidson or you just want to keep him? I don't, I don't feel the need to defend myself. Oh. <laughs> All right. I didn't know that. And Davidson this- Sanchez doesn't <laughs> feel the need to defend the pitch. So, thanks, thanks. <laughs> But drinking. All right. Uh, I think another pretty easy one. A guy who sounds like is about to get a new contract. Hyungman uh, Sun. Scott. Oh my God. Yeah, he's gonna retire at Spurs. Dakota. He, yeah, he's gonna gonna be the highest played player at Spurs. So obviously, let's yep. keep this guy. Yep. Keep Todd. Uh, he's actually my biggest fear leaving. 
I think I'm he's your biggest Hyung-in. fear of leaving. He's but my you biggest fear of leaving. Oh, absolutely. Okay, okay. Chuban, you'd keep Hyung and Sun around, right? I'll go, yeah. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> let's skip over this one and just no. go right. No, let's not. I'm, I'm kidding. Harry Wings <laughs> is our next player. <laughs> Scott. Actually, fuck. I'm going to say keep. Whoa, keep. Okay, Dakota. Um, what's the fee? Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. We're not um, going down that. That's not the part of the game. That can be part of the brief discussion after. Wow, you're a keep as well on on Harry Wings. Yeah. Okay, Todd. Todd, where are sell, you? Sell, sell, Shuban, where are you? Line. Loan. Interesting. I thought about that too, oh, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah. like I like that Shuban threw that in. I'm a sell. Well, I'm done with Harry Winks. Well, I think well, his thing. You've got Watford who have just come up. They only players. They only quality. Watford is literally, I think, about ten minutes from where he grew up in Hempstead. Yeah. And he's yeah. only. It's up the road. I think it's. Sorry, I should answer the door. Sorry. One second. Answer the door. And um, it's a case of. I just think you can um, – We were play- I think he's a player that – you know what? I think I just wanted to do about this. I said to him on this chat, I was like, oh, my God, is he making forward passes? But he was <laughs> doing that because there's no one pressing him. But yeah, I just think if you look at who wh- the player he is, I think you, are, you have a window to go on to another level. And I think, unfortunately for him at mm-hmm. us, that window's gone. And it's, it's sad. It happened to Andrew Townsend. It happened to Nabil. It's happy to Harry Wings. And Scott I Parker, think, yes. He hit a ceiling. Think, Time to go. I okay. think we, we, we get over sentimental, but I think, I mean, like I said, you've got, I mean, obviously, obviously you know, he, he's not here, but we obviously, myself and Maddie, spoke to um, on the Norwich podcast about Oliver Skip. And I just feel that in Skippy, we've got a much better player. And just in terms of who understands what he needs to do, and he won't shake out the challenge. And I think Wings. So I think Winks is a player of potential, and I'm not going to write anyone off. I think players can come back and they can do incredible things, but I wouldn't bet the farm on this. Yeah, and I think if you can get some money for him, why wouldn't you? Fair enough. Uh, let's let's move right along to another big hairy name, Harry Kane, because that's an that's also another important one. Uh, Scott, Harry Kane. Dude, why do I have to go first? Because um, you're next to me in in our little video box here that that I'm looking at. <laughs> That's the only, literally the only reason. This is the one where you like the fee has to be discussed for me to answer that question. Todd's taking his head in disgust. No, the only reason why is because it's not even feasible this summer. Exactly. So I so then I say keep because my fee is my my basement is two hundred million. If you put Sorry. that on the table, sell them. Just do it and give it to the director of football and change this club like. But anything less, I'm not interested in losing Harry Kane. So keep. Dakota. Uh, I put out an, an interesting thought in a tweet earlier about uh, loaning Harry Kane for 40 or 50 million. Um, and Shubhan put in the stipulation that he can't play against us. <laughs> um, but you got to keep Harry Kane. He's He won the Golden Boot and the Golden Foot, whatever award, last season. And he's just... And he's not we're bringing even in more boost, so we're we're even more mid table without him than we are with him. So we and need we're pretty mid table with him. So right, Todd, are you are you keeping Harry Kane? Yes, I'm keeping Harry Kane. Thank you. That's that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> Shuban, I'm going to assume that you're also keeping Harry Kane, or are you selling him? All I'm going to say is, if you do sell Harry Kane, buy a whole bunch of samosas or triangles. You <laughs> won't have any points. Honestly, I think he scored. Was it 21 goals? And set up what seventeen goals for us, so yeah. that, he was responsible for two thirds of our goals. You can't just replace that. It's just, no. If you look at look at look at Bale in the season when I don't know if you guys were spoiling the club then. Look at Bale in the season that you know when you know when we sold him and then we bought the Beatles apparently. You know we we did all right, but it was just a huge difference. And then even going back any further, back in Robbie Keane and um, Berbatov, mm-hmm. you can't sell that many goals and so i did push back on these ideas a little bit because mm-hmm. if you do that if you go like oh do you know what come to us and then we're like your um 
nursery club slash your retirement club and where you win championships as, as, as someone else, that I thought was not the best of ideas. Because let's face it, if you want to be a retirement club, you go play in the MLS. You know? And yes. if you want to play for the best MLS side, which is Dynamo. But um, <laughs> so, um, no, um, no, I'm just saying that it's just, I mean, the club, I mean, I'm, I saw this really good tweet actually by um, Houston Spurs and they, she did a, did, they showed all about Tottenham and there's a guy doing guided course Tottenham. And they saw about the stadium. It's like a billion pounds, and obviously we've not managed to get in there. But and we were—I don't know if you guys watched the Grand Prix. There's 140,000 people there today at the Silver, the British Grand Prix. So restrictions are going to be lifted tomorrow. But I'm not going to go. But I know that a bunch of people that will, and I know a bunch of people that will be spending money in the Spurs shop, spending money in the food courts, spending money drinking. You know, um, I think it's. So I think it's Gamma Ray beer, I think it's called. Beavertown beer, what it's called. Beavertown, yeah. Um, yeah, that's... And literally, I mean, literally, you've got Daniel Levy probably... He's probably been slipping Boris Johnson backhanders to say, yeah, please end lockdown now so I can open up my stadium because we are, as we are, I think, more dependent on stadium income than any other club in the Premier yep. League. Yep, that's and true. Okay, we're gonna run. We we got through the hard ones. We're gonna run through the rest of these fairly quickly because we're this game is is turning into an hour long episode of of Jeopardy and and Jeopardy's only <laughs> half an hour long. Uh, we're gonna run through these names and I'm gonna skip over Scott because he's disappeared from from his uh, his little window there and he complained about having to go first. So Dakota, the next <laughs> name on our list is Eric Lamella. Sell. Todd. Sell. Shuban. Sell. I'm a sell as well. Let's get him out of there. Scott's still not back, so we're going to skip over him on Lamella. Uh, Joe Hart's our backup keeper, I think. So I don't think we. Oh, so here's here's Scott. Scott, give me a give me a quick one word on Eric Lamella. So there we go. <laughs> Unanimous. Uh, Joe Hart's our backup keeper, and I don't think that's really a a, a loan by a, a loan sell keep conversation. I think we're obviously keeping Joe Hart as the backup keeper, so we'll just skip him over him. I also think the same can be said about Joe Rodon. He's obviously a, a a, a keep. I don't think anybody wants to loan Joe Rodon, much less sell him. Um, no, Eric, no. Eric, Eric Dyer is a name we can have a conversation about, though. Eric Dyer. Uh, Dakota, you go first. Sell. Todd. Sell. Shuban. Sell. Scott. <laughs> sell. <laughs> wow, he got a sell from... from, 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 from but it's boy. interesting, I'm, though, because like under Nuno... He, in a back three, like, like I don't know. He's played very no. well there too. So like, I don't know. I'm man, a sell as sell well. Yeah. I'm a sell as well. Musa Sissoko, Dakota, sell. Todd, sell. Shuban, sell. Scott, sell. I'm a sell as well. Giovanni Lacelso. Let's start with Todd. Cheap. Shuban. Build a team around. Ooh, Dakota. Keep. Scott. Keep for sure. Keep as well. Uh Ryan Sessignon's coming back to the club. Do we think he needs let's let's put it this way. Do we think he needs another loan or do we think he stays? Uh Todd. Stays. Especially in Shuban. the system that Nuno's gonna run. Yeah, I agree. Shuban, mm -hmm. agree. Definitely. He stays. Uh Scott, Dakota, stays. you're both nodding your heads. Stays. Yeah. Right, yeah. I expect him to get like comparative minutes to Regulon, to be honest. So We've seen Deli Alley working out a lot in videos this this summer. Does that mean he gets a resurgence? He's a keep for everyone, I assume, or is he a sell? Sell. Keep. Oh, Shuban's a sell on Deli. Okay. Everyone else is a keep. I honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to selling him, so I don't know. Okay. It's one I of just, those right price type of things. No. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. like midfielders that um, have uh, more goal contributions than um, – Gerard and Lampard at this age, I probably don't want to sell those types of assets in a down year, regardless mm -hmm. of whatever season they're coming off of. Like everybody fucking forgets how good Delhi is and it bugs the shit out of me. I like that as well. I like that as well. All right. Uh, Steven Bergvine. Uh, let's start with Shuban. Sell. Sell Bergvine. Okay. Scott. Keep. Dakota. Keep. Todd. So. Another sell. Okay. I'm a keep on Bergvine. I like what he brings, and I think that um, even though I think he could bring in a good fee, I think he could also bring a lot of goals to to Tottenham Hotspur. So I, I'm a keep on him. How? 
How am I a keep on him? No, how is he going to bring in a lot of goals? Where does he play? He's going to kick them in on it with his foot. <laughs> I appreciate your optimism, but uh, <laughs> recent history and um, his short size would say <laughs> – I don't think he's been given a proper opportunity at Tottenham. And that's kind of my point is where do you see that proper opportunity coming this season? I, I don't from, a manager, from a manager that might play him. That's what I think. Yep. Right-hand side of the front three. But I do think, I I will say, I think this is a very important year for his career. I think he needs to do something this year in order to, you know, be a player. Um, I really hope I'm wrong, and I really hope you're right. Okay. Uh, Serge Aurier. Uh, Let's start with Dakota. Sell. Todd. Sell. Scott. Please sell. Venice Aterie. Matsunal. I would keep Aurier, but I know that that's not going to happen. So fair enough. Uh, going to skip Jaffa Tanganga. We know he's part of the team. Uh, Lucas Mora. Dakota. Keep. Todd. So. Shuban. So. Scott. Keep. I'm a sell as well. That's three to two on the sell versus keep for Lucas Mora, just for, for those keeping record at home. Good thing uh, us five aren't making the decisions. That's true. Tangi and Dambale, <laughs> another big one. Shuban, start with you. Loan. Ooh, okay. I like that Shuban is utilizing the loan option, which no one ever does. Uh, Scott. Keep. Dakota. Keep. Todd. Keep. But this is last year. I'm a, I, I feel the same way about Tangi that I do about Bergvine. Ma- make something happen this year. Uh, it's going to skip over Oliver Skip, no pun intended. But I think we all know that he's part of this squad and is not going to be loaned back to Norwich. Uh, ben Davis, that's an interesting name. Let's start with Scott. I'd keep him. Dakota. Big time keep for me. Todd. We're keeping Ben Davies. <laughs> a keep, but only as a, not only as a left center back in the back three. Not as yeah, a left center back. Everyone, everyone who's listened to me before on podcast knows that I'm a big Ben Davis fan. Uh, do we want to talk at all about Alfie Whiteman? Does he matter to anyone? Loan him. Loan No, I, I think no, he's got to stay keep. unless another yeah, keeper yeah, comes in. Unless we so get too. another English keeper in, he's got to stay. You're right. I think so, too. I, I, and then, I, I thought you said Alfie Devine. Sorry. I, you have to keep Alfie Whiteman, for sure. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Uh, how about how about Jack Clark? That's an interesting name. What are we Kate. doing with Jack Clark? What's going on with him? Keep Give him minutes. Yep. Play him in Europe. Conference League minutes. Yep. Keep him, man. Especially because he chose to stay and not alone he's out. Just... He won't... Yeah. He wants to fight for a place. I'll take that guy. It's for his all day, man. We need guys sure. like that right now. And for what sure. about Cameron Carter Vickers? Sell. So. Sell. So. So. Yeah. We're I think the only. I think the only other real name to talk about might be, and he was mentioned earlier in the podcast, might be Troy Parrott. I guess he's another loan. Sell. So. I'd sell him too. It's, okay. Yeah. Sell him no, to the championship. <laughs> Go ahead, Todd. I, so my biggest thing is, is again, we have to look at the market, right? So when we talk about selling these assets, we have to sell them in an encumbered market. Troy Parrott is arguably the best striking prospect to come through Ireland since Robbie Keane. It'd be very, very poor decision-making to sell him in a year where we're not going to get remotely close to his market value. And so as we're having this conversation, you have to loan him out so that he can get additional minutes. You got to keep him close to London, in my opinion. And I think... It may even behoove him to go down a, a league further this year just so we can get his confidence back. He got banged around in the championship, and it didn't go well for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. Well, that's actually, that's the names I had on our game. Did I miss anyone on, yeah. in, in terms of names in our sell. game? I would sell, but I would have a massive buy, massive like sell-on clause, though. Sell-on clause, sure. Yeah, sure. I've seen it. Like I said, I saw him play for Ipswich. And Ipswich were in, I think, League One, I think it were. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, you can't, obviously, I don't know enough about Ipswich to say how good or how good their chances were or something. But ultimately, he is 20. He could make it. I mean, there's, there's obviously the Harry Kane uh, scenario where he could actually light it up somewhere. And you don't want to be the person to let him go. But at the same time, 
he needs to start getting goals in. You know, he had that incredible performance, I think, was it two years ago? Against, um, I think, in the Europa, in the mm -hmm. Youth League or something, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. impressive. And it's impressive. But it's kind of like um, Lucas Moura. I think he had a great performance from Brazil years ago, and he lived off that, and that's what got him to move to PSG, and that's it. Sometimes... Yeah, it was like the, the mm -hmm. Sub-Americana or whatever it was. He had like yeah. a great run for Santos, and it got him the PSG deal. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. um, the other name that I think that it, 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 we really do need to talk about, guys... Um, Oh, just just one more just one more thing on, on Troy Parrott. You better figure it out, beggar. Figure it out quick, because besides the guy that I'm going to bring up right now, we've also got Janil ben Bennett in the youth ranks, yep. uh, and that guy absolutely fills it up. If you remember who that is, it's the guy that uh, when they opened the stadium, they did the youth event, and he scored mm -hmm. the first ever goal. First goal. Yep. Yeah, yep. in the actual stadium, that guy can fill it up for real. He's coming, and he's coming hot. But the guy that I want to talk about. Is right now listed as number fifty-three. I don't know if he's going to stay there, but that's Dane Scarlett, man. I don't know how you don't give him a nine and keep him around. What do you think? Yep. Yep. Well, we, we mentioned earlier, and we I, I think it's probably going to happen unless, and this is a big unless, unless someone is brought in, someone like, and we we saw Danny Ings' name thrown out there earlier this week, which I think is crazy that we would bring in Danny Ings, but. Um, Unless well, there's someone like that, or someone who comes in on loan potentially, someone in the in the vein of 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 Carlos Vinicius from last season, to take over that kind of backup slash secondary striker role. But I, well, I don't see at this point why Dane Scarlett doesn't at least get the first crack at that. Yeah, and if, if we're gonna play two strikers, like he should be the third striker. If we bring in a second striker, even like to to your point, if we bring someone in, like I would still I would still have that kid on the bench almost right. every game in a two striker yeah. system and just get like he, you just you want him on the bench so that way when you find yourself two nil up in the 85th in the premier league you bring him on and just get him keep getting him used to being on the field in the premier league and then like maybe give him a debut later in the season right but just just have him and, around harry Kane. and then we all know what happens he becomes wayne rooney so that's that's exactly what we want i mean we have heard it here it's perfect I, I called Italy. I'm calling Dane Scarlett as the next Rooney. Anything else I need to call Premier League this season? We'll get into that. But we'll get into that. We've got plenty of plenty of plenty of time before the season actually starts to to get into all of that. I remember Michael Owen's first season for Liverpool, and it was incredible. He was just everyone was raving about this kid, and then suddenly he was starting. He was starting ahead of Robbie Fowler, and it was just incredible. Whether I'm not saying that I'm not saying that. He's going to start ahead of Harry Kane. I'm not going to go that far, but he's he's kind of the reason why I'm I'm happy selling, say, Stephen Bergwijn, because you've got someone mm. like him who's 17. Mm. You've got Sonny, he's going to be 27. Yeah, I think Bergwijn's in that fortunate position where he hasn't, at his age, really showed his quality at the, at, the, at this level, and I think he's either you know, do you have him there and he's blocking the minutes that say someone like Dane Scarlett could get? So I think that's the question you have to ask. So I do think there was, I mean, I think we, I think Dakota was watching it live. I don't know if you guys were as well, because being on the West Coast, but um, just seeing him take that shot with his left foot. Yeah. Yeah. The confidence. Very well it's, and like I said, I mean, me and Scotty were on a, on a pod and we had Mickey Hazard on and he said, look, there's one thing that, you know what, it's confidence and belief. And you have to believe you are as good as any player that yep. is brought in. So if Danny Ings gets brought in, that shouldn't shake you because Danny Ings came from an academy, just like just like you know, just like Messi did, Iniesta did, anyone else did. So that doesn't mean that Dane, Dane, Dane Scarlett can't make it through the academy. So I do think this kid has got something special. I mean, I, you know, you can just tell. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to be on Scotty's train high train. But I thought Oliver, when I saw Oliver Skip for the first time, I saw how calm he was. Mm -hmm. I never seen phased by it. And there's really good intelligent movement by the kid. And yeah, by the yeah. way, that guy's put on 20 pounds of muscle in the last year, like 18 months. Yeah, he, he looks, looks beastly. And, and 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 he's still going to fill out. You know that because he's so young. So it, mm -hmm. it is it is very interesting to kind of watch that develop. And that's what's so interesting about having a guy that young knowing. There's still room for not only growth in his game, but growth in his physical stature, which is mm -hmm. is, is kind of fun to watch. Wait, I also think that they're. 
Oh, sorry. Did he play international this summer? Is he resting right now? I Skip? believe so. I don't. Oh, oh, you're talking about. I don't believe he did. Yeah, there was, there was no like U twenty ones or anything. No, no, England, England, England didn't make the U twenty ones. Unfortunately, really? I was watching that game. Yeah, yeah I was watching was. that game. So, unfortunately, yeah. I didn't make it. Um, but um, it's going to be interesting to see how what happens. Because obviously, you've got. Um, I, I don't know if you look at this kid. I mean, there was another kid at, at Wolves. I think Wesley Morgan, some some kid, and he never. And he, was, he looked really good, and then suddenly he just disappeared. He never seemed to make it. Now, obviously, he's got Neves and Moutinho ahead of him, so that makes it difficult. But you know, it's about the opportunity. I mean, I remember was it Wayne Routledge? We, you know, had a huge fight. I think I can't remember who the you know who the Palace chairman and manager was at the time. Signed Wayne Routledge, big hoo ha. We finally signed him, and within about a week, he breaks his ankle, and then suddenly Aaron Lennon gets given that shot, and that's it. He became he became our cult hero. I'm not wishing injured any other players, but you kind of got the feeling that if they sign something happened to sign him, which I don't want anything to happen to, I would feel more confident with Dane Scarlett being given that chance than Stephen Bergwijn. Just because I think yeah. Stephen Bergwijn's had a real crisis of confidence since that Liverpool game. I think if um, Nuno can help fix that, great. But, you know, you need to have that confidence. And I just, you know, I don't know whether he's... Obviously, he wasn't picked for the Dutch squad. Dutch squad didn't really look like it anyway. And so, the fact that he didn't get picked, I think they had some Quincy Promes or something still playing for them, which kind of says it all, really. You picked him over Stephen Bergwijn. So, that, for me, if they, he can get over that, then yeah. But I, I agree with TC. Him, um, uh, Tongi, they need to start showing stuff this season. It's not fair. This is their third manager or fourth manager. But that's football. It is, and there's 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 a ton of room for growth for for Dane Scarlett in this system if he can stick as even as a backup to one of the best to to, to ever do it in Harry Kane. Uh, I also think there's a ton of room for growth for us in this podcast, and we uh, we rely on you, the listener, to to help us with that. Let us know what you want to hear from us, uh, and let us know at Tottenham Depot on Twitter. Uh, that is where you can find us. Thank you so much for listening to this maiden voyage. Uh, for Scott, for Shuban, for Dakota, for Todd, I have been your host, Andrew. It's been a joy. It's been a pleasure. We'll be back with you next week to talk more Tottenham. And we have another match coming up, Colchester United, this week that we will be able to uh, dive into another friendly as the season draws near. Uh, again, reach out to us at Tottenham Depot. Tell a friend. Spread the word about it, this new endeavor. Uh, We appreciate you listening, and as always, come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for stopping by the Tottenham Depot. Thanks to Scott Bird for our intro music, as well as the tunes you are hearing right now. Thanks to Dakota Booth for our artwork. Thank you as well to our spouses who put up with our obsession with this football club and for all that they do. And thanks to you, the listener, who really makes this happen. Supporters make this club and you, the listener, are what make this podcast possible. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tottenham Depot. And as always, come on, you Spurs. 